0: Welcome to the Women Who Lead podcast, a place where we celebrate, connect, and develop every woman in her leadership journey. Thanks for coming along.
1: Hey everybody, this is Aaron, your host of Second Level Questions, and uh, this is Lisa Potter is sitting across from me. How are you doing, Lisa? Hey, how are
0: you, Aaron?
1: I'm doing really well. <laughs> I'm uh, well. I'm, I'm excited um, because I feel like you're a podcasting pro at this point. You,
0: no, you, no.
1: <laughs> you, you've done probably more podcasts than I've done here, um, but we were talking right before this about yeah. um, podcasting for us is new, I mean, I think we're both listeners of podcasts, Always. You know, but um, kind of being on this side of them is mm-hmm. new and fun and scary and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm really excited for our topic today. So we've been kind of talking about just general things on the podcast, um, things that could apply to students and their leaders. Right. This we're going to kind of zero in on a student and we're going <laughs> to talk specifically to like female students. Nice. Um, and so if you're a male student, I still want you to listen. No, they
0: need to listen. They need to listen
1: because <laughs> you need to, I think you're going to you're gonna pick up some things. Um, and if you're a leader, I still want you to listen yes. because um, you may agree, you may disagree with some of the things that we say. But the reason that I think Second Level Questions is a good podcast is because it makes us think about that Mm-hmm. the nuances of some things. So right. we're gonna get into that. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tease the question.
0: You are,
1: I'm going to tease it <laughs> and then we'll get, and then you and I can kind of like, um, talk about the general topic and then we'll jump into it. So I'm going to tease the question. We're going to eventually get to is do women have a place at the leadership table? And, uh, I know Lisa's answer. <laughs> She's covering her face. I know her answer. Um, but I think, this seems like a topic that, depending on your age,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has very, very different responses. Wow. I think students... Yeah. This is a no-brainer. I think students would all be like, yeah, <laughs> who cares?
0: <laughs> Yay, students. Yeah, but then I
1: think if you get a little bit
0: mm-hmm. older,
1: and it's not because necessarily people harp on women as lesser... It's that they feel there's a certain structure mm-hmm. and like a div- like God has given us a certain plan. So it's much more, I think, of a nuts and bolts discussion when you get into to those older areas. So um, I'm going to unleash the, the, the person who is the, the true expert <laughs> on the topic. Uh, Lisa is the director of Women Who Lead at the Potomac Ministry Network here. She is a phenomenal leader in and of her own right. Thank She's you, Aaron. a fun person.
0: I'm a really fun to person
1: to be around. <laughs> and uh, I've gotten to know you over the last two or three years. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. <laughs> so I'm going to unleash you. What do you think just um, on the topic in general before we get to the question?
0: So, what do I think about the topic of are women or should women? be invited or allowed at the table? Yeah, is so that kind we'll of go ahead and hit the going? question like,
1: so do women have a place at the leadership table? What do you think?
0: Yes, heck yes, <laughs> capital letters, yes, with like emojis, like everything. Of course, women have a place at the leadership table.
1: So why do you think it's a question? Why do you, so, cause you're so yes. Yeah. And why is it something that I even, why would we even bring it up if it's such a big no brainer yes?
0: Well, I think because uh, some of the things you and I have talked about in the office or just hanging out, um, there's a lot of debate on the issue. There's a lot of scripture on the issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of history on the issue. (laughs) Um, So those are the things that we have to flesh out Mm -hmm. when it comes to the church, when it comes to ministry, how we look at it. Uh, I think it goes back to <clears throat> women in leadership, women at the table. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing as we deal with with the racial inequality that we have. Yeah. I'm reminded of a story that one of our um, female leaders in uh, the, uh, you know, our denomination, our fellowship yeah. that you and I serve in, was asked the question one time how has um the office the national office the executive presbyter board or whatever changed yeah. with women around the table mm. and the response from one of the national leaders was it hasn't changed with women around the table it's changed with diversity around the table
1: that's a great that is a great way to put it yeah yeah
0: so when we look at it that way, it's it's not about women. It's about how the same thing is we want diversity at the table because there's the power of our story, there's culture, mm-hmm. there's um, how you were raised, your family of origin. Yeah. All of these things kind of move into how we feel about certain subjects. So if we're all the same around the table... Yeah. Debating or talking about the issue at hand, we're basically all coming from the same viewpoint. Yeah, and that's not good.
1: Yeah, because you're gonna be biased in a certain way. We all have we all biases coming in. Yeah, I I think so. The I I think, uh, and you and I, we both have stories of how this topic has influenced influenced mm-hmm. us personally. One of the most recent was actually my, my sister who is, uh, oh gosh, she's going to kill me is 22. No, she's on that 24. Wow. She's 24. So I... she, she's 24 and, um, had someone ask her who was, because, uh, her husband and herself are moving into a new, their, their first full-time like ministry position nice. at a, at a church and yeah. we're very excited for them. And, and uh, while she, someone was talking to her and she called me mm-hmm. about some, you know, some of the biblical passages that are troubling some of the, the, the issues, because this one lady basically was saying, am I allowed to be in a position of leadership yeah. at our church? Cause her church and my church I grew up in was this way. Okay. Women were allowed to lead the women's ministry. Women were allowed to lead the kids ministries women but women were not allowed necessarily to to preach on on sunday mornings
0: yeah
1: unless they were like with their husband Mm -hmm. or it was like mother's day but the thing was it wasn't um it wasn't uh, what's the word malicious no it was it wasn't malicious it wasn't this thing it was just this idea that like men are in the main positions Mm -hmm. and it was almost supported biblically in our church and then women were supporters and helpmates to the man and so the fact that my 24 year old sister who's going into a ministry position herself is struggling through that stuff sure and was was i was like man we have to talk about this <laughs> because it's still a real thing
0: and i love to talk
1: about <laughs> i know and then and it's so so i guess um i guess probably my next my my, my question would be um like you said, diversity is a key thing. Yes. And women men and women are not the same.
0: No. No.
1: And that's a good thing.
0: It is a good thing. It is a good thing because we go back to creation. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if uh God looked at Adam and said, This is great, you know, we're just this, this was good. This was all we need. Yeah. But he didn't. And he says <laughs> that he made Man, male and female, in his image. Yeah. Right? So to say that man is a reflection of God, then the female is a reflection of God as well. Mm -hmm. And together, we make this totality of who God is and the reflection of who God is. And I often think of it this way, that we're better together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like the um, in Genesis, it's that point where... And I think it's Genesis 2.22, where Adam's like, Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> call her woman. And yes. He's he basically in that scripture is saying, This one's like me. Yes. Because the animals had been created at this point. But then Eve comes along and he's like, This one's like me. Mm-hmm. Alas, you know, finally, here we have it. And so when we think about that, the word that's used there is Azair, E-Z-E-R, E-Z-E-R okay. in the Old Testament. And what's interesting about that is that Adam says, "She's bone of my bone, she's flesh of my flesh." Woman, you are a zair, and it means like we often hear that woman was taken from the the rib of the a rib. man. The rib, yeah. But the literal meaning of that word, a zair, is half.
1: Okay, so I want to pause there. Yeah. If you so, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, because I know I know sometimes we can we can miss it on podcasts. Yeah. The word. A-Zer, Ezer
0: E Z E R
1: that 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 they yeah. that God is that they're referencing when the thing that is pulled from Adam to make Eve yes. is not a rib it's
0: ha- it was literally she's half of him
1: That's so, so
0: good. isn't that amazing That's great. And it gets better right because 21 times in the Old Testament this word is used this Hebrew word is used that refers to God himself Wow. So remember, if man is a reflection of God, woman is also a reflection of God. Yes. And the word that was used for her, Isaiah, is used in the Old Testament to refer to God himself. Psalm 121, 1 and 2, it's the same word where it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help, Mm -hmm. my Isaiah, come from?
1: Because that is the the word that help me ends up being the thing that is big in this conversation that women are equal, but they are helpmate too. And, right. and if that word is used to describe God, it's hard to say that it's subservient to subservient man. Subservient or less than. Yeah. It's right? not, it can't be less than because yeah. it's used to describe God. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard that same argument be used for the fact that Eve was made after Adam. That, that like, she right? came from Adam. And so that means that, you know, she is a helpmate to him. It's, and
0: so are we also less than the animals?
1: Yes. Right? Exactly. Are they more important? Yeah. And, and, and so I heard a professor in college, he, he said it really well. He goes, if you look at the, um, the way that creation works, you get the most primal things yes. in the beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: You, you get the heavens and the earth. You get light, you get land, you get those Mm -hmm. things. And then as creation goes, you get to more complex and more perfected.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the last thing
0: (laughs) that's
1: created (laughs) is woman. And he goes, so "So those arguments that women are less than because they're after, Mm -hmm. he goes, flip it on its head. Because women are the most beautiful and complex Mm -hmm. of God's creation. Yeah. Because that's what ends the after woman, right? Humanity is whole, and now the story begins.
0: Well, and we have this convoluted mess, in a sense, for like throughout history, throughout the Bible. Bible was written in a patriarchy, a patriarchal uh, society. So, but what happened was it wasn't God's intention, Mm -hmm. but sin came in. To the garden. When sin comes in, things get broken. Yes. Right? And then we can move along and we can see that even though sin came in, it was a patriarchal society Mm -hmm. uh, where men rule. There were still the exceptions of women. So you have yes. Miriam, who was a prophet. You have Deborah, who was a job, judge. You have Esther. You have Hulda, who was a prophet. Mm-hmm. You know, those are just to name a few. And, the
1: New and then New Testament, you have Priscilla. You go into the New and... Testament,
0: you have Priscilla, who, like you have Priscilla and Aquila, mm-hmm. husband and wife. But we know in a patriarchal society that Aquila should have been named first. Mm-hmm. But because Priscilla is named first, it shows that she was the How preacher, important. the teacher. Yep. She was more important in the leadership journey of their, their match.
1: Well, and when we say patriarchal society, I want to clarify that term yeah. real quick. Because um, up until about 10 years ago, patriarchal society was just a definer mm-hmm. of, in history... Men ruled, and women were submissive. Right. and that and that's just the way that history played out. Feudal society all the way through. you can you see into the 20s, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get women's right to vote and women uh, all of Suffraget those movement. suffrage movement, all that women now find equality and and it's a very recent mm-hmm. shifting that mm-hmm. we're not a primarily. Male first patriarchal society. I think that term though has kind of gotten stolen yes. by liberal left mm-hmm. kind of ideology. Um, so if you're listening and you're a pastor and you're like, oh, they're talking mm-hmm. about patriarchy and this is a uh, like we're just defining terms terms here. Yeah. And but I think it's important because it is true. If you're gonna be someone who reads through scripture, because I think we're gonna touch on a couple of these verses. Mm-hmm. That are tough um, in the New Testament. You have to realize where these verses were written. They were written to a society where men were the the ruling class, mm-hmm. but they were also the primary yeah. owners of most things.
0: Right, and then Jesus comes on the scene and change. Yeah, and changes everything. Um, you know, I take the example of Martha and Mary, the story that is. Often preached on, uh, you know, Martha serving and Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, Martha, comes out and says, "Jesus, won't you tell her to help me? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. weary. I'm doing all the cooking and the cleaning. And here's Mary sitting at your feet." Well, Mary actually was taking the place as a disciple, Mm -hmm. because at the time in Jewish culture. Uh, you know, they were taught by sitting at the feet of their mentors, their teachers, the rabbis. And so Mary, you know, Jesus turns to Martha and says, Oh, Martha, you know, Mary's actually chosen the better part. Yes. So we see here, that's one example of Jesus giving affirmation to a woman, allowing her to sit while the meal was being prepared. And she sat in the room at his feet like a disciple
1: directly and that directly contradicts the role exactly. she was supposed and I think that's huge is yes. like what Jesus did there was yes. a direct contradiction to Society's
0: society society
1: and what women's right. role in society should yeah. be.
0: And he constantly was doing that. you know I often say, I don't think the Pharisees were upset as much that he healed on the Sabbath. They were upset, mm-hmm. but he healed a woman on the Sabbath. That, yeah. And women were less than dogs, mm-hmm. you know. let Even the crumbs. you know, mm-hmm. you think of that, uh, you know, we see the one line in Scripture I, by the Pharisees, I thank God that I'm not a woman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they were just really, it was a society where women were oppressed, less than. But Jesus came to break that sin. You know, he did, he came to save our souls, but he also came to break that sin and to bring us back to a place, I think, that the garden was supposed to be. Yeah. And that sin broke through, and this this place we went to wasn't what was really intended for us. Yeah. Um, you know, and we talk about the word Isaiah, we talk about... Uh, you know what that means. Um, this is you know how it's used as an example of God in Scripture in the Old Testament, in 21 times there's also feminine attributes of God.
1: In yeah, the Bible. which that that's huge. And so I think I think a, a good way to frame this part mm-hmm. of the conversation would probably be to like most people want to talk about two or three verses in the New Testament. That, yes, right. And
0: we probably should get to those. And examples. I think and
1: I think we will. Yeah. Um, but if we take scripture as a whole, Mm -hmm. like you were just talking about this, this society that, that was really oppressive to women, Mm -hmm. the fact that God uses women throughout the old Testament, it's like, it's like he's poking holes in that the whole time. And then, like you said, Jesus contradicts Mm -hmm. that, that in the new Testament himself. And then I think we'll talk about the, the verses in a second, but something that people forget is all throughout that Old Testament, Mm -hmm. and even into the New Testament, these feminine attributes of God.
0: Yes. You know, when we think of, um, you know, I have two children, Mm -hmm. and uh, your wife is, you know, Davis. And so birthing is often used as an attribute of God.
1: Reborn, being reborn.
0: Reborn, That's something a man can't do. Mm -hmm. That's a feminine expression of God. And even when a man operates in that expression mm-hmm. of birthing or being entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that's a feminine expression yes. that you're operating in. Because Find your feminine only, side. only a woman can literally birth something.
1: Yes. Which is what makes the differences so potent. Yes. But one difference isn't better than the other difference. No. And that that's the but they're not also not the same. I I, I think right. so I think of um the term ruach in mm-hmm. in the Psalms. The 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 wind, the Lord is referenced mm-hmm. as wind oftentimes and that is feminine in in the Hebrew. Yes. Like it's it is a it is a feminine characteristic. It's it's like in Spanish where you have masculine and feminine terms, that is a feminine term. Yes. And so I think God is directly Mhm. A feminine aspect in yeah. that, in those, in those passages. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting correlation here, going back to the word "azer," because in Deuteronomy, it's used three times as a military term. Yes. Okay, so we would think of that. I would think of that as a very masculine thing. you. You know, yeah. uh, even in the scripture, I have this uh, message that I preach about women who, uh, you know, the men went out to fight the battle in Old Testament times, but the women sang the victory song. Mm -hmm. So that's a good example of us leading in our expressions. Yes. So I don't want to go fight the battle, and that's the misconception, okay? Mm. I don't want to sign up at 18 and go to war, Yeah. okay? But I know God's called me to lead, so there's this, like, we see this in Deuteronomy three times, a military term. It's used, azer is used for the term that the cavalry comes, the battle that can't be won until the reinforcements show up. And it literally means you are a warrior. Now, there's a term in Proverbs 31 which is the famous Proverbs that is used for women. We often think of it as an exhausting (laughs) checklist, (laughs) and we don't want it read over us. But in Jewish culture, Proverbs 31 is never read by a woman. It's read by the Jewish men to the women in their lives.
1: Mm, That's good.
0: And when it says that she is a woman of valor, The Hebrew word there is a sheshayel.
1: Say that three times fast. A sheshayel,
0: (laughs) which means warrior reinforcement. So when God said it wasn't good for you to be alone, Aaron, Mm -hmm. he said, I'm going to take half of him and make another expression of myself Mm. and make that feminine. We are literally the reinforcement that comes in. That's good. And that's the misunderstanding. The misunderstanding is that I want to be you. I don't want to be you. Mm -hmm. I want to be the feminine expression of what God has called me to be. And see, the feminist movement kind of has distorted that for us. I was about to say, what
1: you're saying is very (laughs) anti-feminist.
0: So it's distorted that for us. Yes. So what we have to remember is that it was good for women to vote and to own land. Mm-hmm. And, to, and, and it's also good to remember that um, I received, as a white woman, that ability to do that in 1918, I think. Mm-hmm. But African-American women did not get the right to vote until
1: 1965,
0: mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's been kind of sobering for me lately to think about that. But the suffragette movement was birthed in the American culture. Now, in England, the suffragette movement was a violent movement. They yeah. were blowing up things. and But in America, the suffragette movement, um, liberating women, was birthed in the church.
1: Lisa, pleasure talking to you. Ple- great conversation. Thank you, Aaron. And hopefully we'll do it again. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been Second Love Questions. I'm your host, Aaron. This has been Lisa Potter. And we hope this has helped you understand who God is a little bit better in your life and how you can go share them with others. We love you. See you soon. Peace.